I'm just waiting for the tea to get done. So I'm absolutely not recording right now. If we keep this, I mean, this is not me. I do not stand for the things I say. I'm about to start spouting all sorts of xenophobic. Oh, we're recording. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Nordic Keyforge podcast. My name is Zaramis. And with me, I have Jason, the captain, Carl Algernon, and the Hydrophilic Attack. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Hello. Good night. Hey, man. How's it going? So, Jason, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, very good, actually. Uh, it's been a long week, uh, but it's good. I'm good. Yeah, Hydro. Are you feeling feeling pumped for this episode of very regular schedule that we have on this podcast? <laughs> Yeah, I, I just came from a choir rehearsal. Those always fill me with energy, so so that's, that's yeah, good. So your voice is like powered up for your uh, yes. big announcement. <clears throat> yes, I can. Everyone speak. doesn't realize this is this is going to be a musical episode. A what? Musical a episode, musical right? Episode. You got the memo, didn't you? You were going to be singing your. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sure. The music, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so here is Hydro with Nature's Call. <laughs> no, that's after I finish this tea. <laughs> well, I've got to say, I've got to say, I've got to say, I do, I do remember the um, uh, your Christmas intro you did before. I prepared that in like two minutes. I just yeah. uh, came oh, up with the lyrics. It was beautiful. And, uh, we'll find the episode number. So carry on. Yes, I just have to remind everyone about that. It's beautiful. It's, we want to know how Carl is doing. And Carl is not doing very well. I'm, I'm getting um, sick. So, but I will uh, soldier on, and I will finish this episode, and then well, I will drink a lot of tea. And <laughs> you might feel better if you actually wear some clothes. Yeah, I know. But... <laughs> you well, turn up and you record naked. What do you? What do you once, yeah, but I mean, this gives the kosher vibe, so I'm all for it. <laughs> once again, our dear listeners, you should be happy that you don't see any of us the way we do. Uh, <laughs> it's so good to be back here on the podcast, everyone. Um, yeah, I will cover up a bit. The, the long-awaited <laughs> segment that everyone has been waiting for, Forge Night! Yay! <laughs> okay, so Carl, you get to go first, since you will deteriorate in your quality of speech for the rest of the <laughs> Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, like, I, I've had a really bad week. Um, I've played um, Adaptive, three different games, uh, three different matches this week, uh, in ABR. First, um, that was a 2-0 loss. Then I played in the NKFL World Cup. That was a... Well, that was the best of one, actually. So, like, fast adapt adaptive, but I lost that one as well. And then I played adaptive again in the, the Kagi. Uh, like, the play into the top cut in Kagi. And I lost that one, 2-0. So, bad, uh, bad adaptive uh, week for me. And that is and the that... most skilled format, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very much so. Are you, uh, are you struggling to adapt right now? Uh, I think I need to find a new adaptive deck, maybe, or something. We'll see. But adaptive has been a format that I've been uh, performing good in uh, in the past. So, yeah, I've never had this bad of a, bad of a week with it. We'll see. Uh, RNG, man. It happens to all of us. Yeah, it's RNG, three games running, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's basically the the key for which I've been playing, I think. And uh, no new sets, no no experimentation. 
I've, I have been playing on the dev server a bit. Uh, yes, exploring my new my new decks. I only have like one display, or 15 decks in total, actually, from the pledge. And um, yeah, I had, I had a lot of fun with those decks. Uh, quite a strong set, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see when we get to our forge nights. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've opened quite a few like really good decks that have the win versus my like tried and true decks uh, of the past sets. Um, so, so yeah, that's interesting. And also, I've been playing some live keyforge. I had a friend coming over this this week. Introduced him to like I basically I gave him a menagerie deck. And uh, yeah, he just wanted to keep playing. So we kept uh, playing the same Menagerie deck uh, four times versus some of my other decks. And uh, today he texted me saying he bought three decks now from Alpha Spell. Nice. So, right. That's really nice, good. Nice. So Menagerie nice works, guys. <laughs> menagerie works? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I know why Menagerie works. We don't want those decks. We're always happy to give them away, even sealed. <laughs> yeah, I want them. I menagerie is fantastic. Like I'm, I've been really happy with my two menageries. That brings us yeah. to you, Jason. How's your fortnight? My fortnight has been longer than two weeks. Um, it started with um, survival in Iron Alpha. I won my last game, and I won in just enough way to, for, for me to survive. Not quite enough for. Um, someone else to I can't I think is it Paperlight um, or no Paps Peer he was hoping that I would be able to win um, so he went down on one key on the key difference on one key because I let my opponent forge um, too much but I still won I survived and it was kind of a weird thing where if I'd actually won three nil I might have even been pushing um, promote not promotion it's the playoff promotion spot. As well, so I, if I lost, I'd been relegated. If I won three nil, I could have got yeah, promotions. So close. close, crazy, crazy close. Uh, but Halifest, um helped me out. Um, that was really good. I saved that deck. Um, but yeah, that was a really good end to the season. Really psyched. Signed straight up for Alliance season two. I've had to drop from Alliance because life has got really crazy this week. Um, which is a bit of a shame because uh, I was looking forward to that after the restriction. Restriction list um allowed me to the deck that i don't know if, if any of you remember i talked about buying a spanish deck with a restricted house oh that believe us, we will not forget anytime soon considering how much you wind after after that purchase so. yeah well 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 you will be all happy to know that i am whining no more because that house is no longer restricted and i have an alliance deck with 40 dice in which i'm really pleased about i'm just looking for that third house don't know where I'm going to play it uh, because no one plays Alliance anymore. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, apart from that, it was a bit of a bit of a you know wait for Grim Reminders. Then this week in Grim Reminders, I managed to get twelve people, twelve new people playing Keyforge, uh, teaching them Keyforge with my Grim Reminders decks. They all, most of the people loved it. A few of them were just went home straight afterwards because their brain was about to explode, uh, but they were just there and played. Uh, some people were just like, they, they loved the game, which is great. Nice. Um, that's amazing. For, me, for me, for me, I got to see my decks in action 
and people going, "Is am I reading this right? If I play this, I get all I got like twelve of their ember." I was like, "Yep, pretty much." Uh, <laughs> so it was it was a good way for me to see which decks won, which decks didn't win. Um, and also kind of going with the, some of the players that I do know that are good at games and not good at games, or not not, not good at games, but are quite new to the um, yeah. to the hobby. So that was really nice, and I got all my decks um, sleeved as well, the ones I've opened. Uh, Grim Reminders has been great. I've been exploring the decks, uh, playing them as much as I can. Um, I actually did a, uh, a Grim Reminders opening on my YouTube channel, on the Captain's Deck, where I played two decks up against each other. And this set is powerful. This set can swing so easily um, with, with some of the cards. We're going to be going to the cards a little bit later tonight, but I'm really pleased with some of the decks I got, but also a little bit like I got, I feel like I've got a, a 13 very good decks from my haul from Game Publish, which says a lot. Um, there are 14 of them that I ha actually got. Um, some of them, seven of them have Acto Charge. For example, um, so that kind of puts on a power the power level of a powerful card like Echo Charge as a common in so many decks. Like this, this is going to be an interesting one. So I've been excited about Keyforge. Um, so you can't play you know. half of them in main KFL then. I know, I know. Tough luck. Yeah, the the strategy is to open really really good decks that don't have Echo Charge. That's what I did. I mean, if I had, if I had the the power to open the type of decks I wanted to, I would not be in the position I'm in. in the, oh, uh, you didn't buy the exclusive American citizen only giant deck pledge that got you much better decks? Because I did it to no. a VPN. You did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Should I have got an Italian VPN as well. <laughs> yeah yeah so that's been that's been my forge right um excited about the game and excited about good reminders but it's going to be a very interesting few weeks when we see the meta evolve yeah definitely i'm yeah. so glad and such congratulations for bringing people into the game that is really good news to hear uh hydro you brought in 34 people this week isn't that true no, unfortunately, it's not true. Uh, so I had, uh, since the last episode, we had the end of the last season of NKFL. Uh, I had my last match. I needed to win one game, and I won two games, so that was enough to end first in my group, nice. so that was good. Um, moving up from bronze then to silver for next season. Welcome um, to silver. Thank you. And um, yeah, for and I also, for the first time, won a cup. Uh, a side cup in the NKFL. I, I oh, won the, nice. I won the unchained cup. I have the best unchained deck, I guess. Then I played, <laughs> then I played some casual games against another player who was eliminated a bit earlier, and then he beat me two one. <laughs> so I don't have the best unchained deck at least, but I had the best one of those I played against. So yeah, um, and yeah, and then other than that, I have received my my Grim Reminders uh, pledge as well. I didn't get a super large pledge, just like the, the 12 decks and then the, the, the bonus stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I have to say I'm a 
bit disappointed with my deck quality. Like I haven't looked at any ratings or stuff like that, but I, I, in my opinion, the set has quite of a big variance in card quality in both in a basic at basically all rarities and. Uh, I didn't really pull any deck where I had most of the good ones and not many of the bad ones. Like most of the time, I got the bad cards, uh, unfortunately, or at least, or maybe one house or two houses, one and a half house looks good, and then the other is trash, uh, something like that. Uh, so alliance? No, <laughs> <laughs> but but I played. So I've, I haven't played much though. So it's possible I will change my mind after playing them. I did meet up with uh, Nick Eva in Stockholm, and we played some games. We just opened, or we had already opened them, but we treated it as sealed. We took yeah. decks we had already opened and, and played them for the first time. And I completely ate it. He won for all four games we played. <laughs> so I didn't manage a single wing. Uh, I didn't play the deck I had the strongest hopes for, because I thought I had forgot it at home. But I hadn't actually. But yeah, anyway. Uh, That's how you preserve your win rate is by forgetting it in the bag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that one, the, the yeah. deck I think might be my best is actually my name deck. It's not as good as yours, but it's uh, it's uh, it has some fun stuff. Um, out of the four you decks, open I all your decks, sorry, you opened you open all your yeah, yeah. Decks. yeah, yeah. But out of the four I tried, there was one deck that had a lot of steel. Uh, so I like that one a, a lot. I, I, it went up against a deck that was very strong and kind of high rolled a little bit. So I th and I still made it a close match. So I think that deck deserves to test some more. It has good steel and good board con or adequate board control at least, uh, and a decent amount of amber on play if you count the steel. So I think that one I should try. I should test a bit more, but. Good stuff. Have you played uh, any games on the dev server, or are you no, uh, still no. holding on? No, I'm waiting for it to launch officially. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what about you, Simon? To me. Yeah. Um, for me, I played a whole lot of WoWi over January, as you know from the last episode. I am currently start trying to slog through a giant solo tournament to really determine, like pre-GR, what what was my best deck in my entire collection. So I'm playing a round robin with 26 decks chosen from all the best ones that I've had through history. And uh, they're slugging it out. And it's been really fun, even if I got sidetracked now by GR arriving. But, mm -hmm. but, uh, and I try, in order to give each deck like it's at least the new ones, the best opportunity to win, I play, I pick one deck and then I play all its 25 other matches. So I really know that deck really well. Um, and not, I don't play like all around one matches and all around two because then I jump between different decks so much and, and I lose some of the like a groove in each deck. And I do that with the newer the deck or the more I'm familiar, the more I play them early so they get many matches in a row. Um, that's an interesting round robin I'm playing, but my last weeks have definitely been dominated by, by GR. And my story in Grim Reminders was this I got my pledge. I had barely looked at the cards. I did not follow spoilers. I did not look at other people's cards. I just like, okay, I just want to open these. I want to see them for the first time. Mm. I want to see what these cards do. And I open my name deck first. And I look at it and I go, what do these cards do? I have no idea. And then I started looking through it. It's like, oh, this card's archives. This card archives. This card also archives. And this card archives. Uh, that's, that seems pretty good. And oh, this card draws cards. 
And in a way, it became so disappointing because my named deck is absolutely bonkers good. <laughs> and everything mm. else I've opened since then was like opening my pledge display after that was like, why why should I play these cards, these decks? <laughs> I've mm. already opened the GR deck that I wanted. Um, and I did what any sane addict did and bought 72 more right after in order to get past my disappointment <laughs> 72 more grim reminders decks yes i bought them from the secret vietnamese source um, <laughs> the vietnamese black market yeah um, <laughs> no I, I bought them from there because it's he's our teammate and uh yeah, me and yeah. wick are now playing as we did with bowie we're playing a 72 deck tournament where we draft our lineups and so on so that is my main Playing is right now playing in that tournament, and we draft. We finished the draft today. So yeah, um, but I've had I've been having a lot of fun with GR. It's really degenerate, but I mean, <laughs> sometimes some, sometimes fun. yeah, sometimes you're the one doing degenerate stuff. Sometimes they are. I hate the set when they do it. I love it when I do it. <laughs> and isn't that like the the best example of this set it's really one of those like when someone else pulls off these bullshit combos you're like what the hell are they thinking this is the shittiest design and then you go ho ho i take all your ember then i give all your ember to me i archive all those cards that did that and i will do it again next turn and you're like oh <laughs> great yeah. set. unique combo <laughs> um, yeah pretty much and the th yeah, we will soon get to these things, but I, I have really enjoyed it and I have enjoyed the flashy mm -hmm. plays. I enjoy that it feels different from Wowie. I really like Wowie as well, unlike some, but yeah, there's, there's a lot more decision points in this one. It's fewer yeah. ones yeah, where you just reap out with a board and that's it. Yeah. And in many Wowie matches, it almost feels like a competition to be the first person to play out a board that can reap. Uh, and if you manage to establish that, if you got the first board and they didn't have an answer, you sort of take control of the match. Yeah. Whereas it, here is if you're the first one to combo. But, yeah. Yeah. If you because there are a lot of combo cards. One thing I really love about, about this set is 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 the interaction with the discard pile. And it's not only in Geistoid, it's in all the houses. Uh you're just um your the discard becomes like another archive in many ways with yeah, some of the things there are certainly it. no ways that that could go wrong in a balance i know right i know but like even like board wipes don't have the same effect anymore because you know if your behind has grim reminders they can do stuff with their their discard pile so destroying a creature isn't enough you have to purge it um if you really want to get rid of it yep and i'm sure we will have an episode dedicated to the anti-gr strategies once it's gotten established a while but i already have some predictions that i think there are some really good control mm decks that can work wonders like uh in this set i think that there are uh, worlds collide decks because few gr decks have damage pips they don't they are not like mm -hmm. oe or mm they don't have a lot of spot removal. Uh, GR has terrible spot removal. 
True, true. Yeah, the kill that creature that that bird. It's like the Mars creature that that reaps and then pulls them over. That is like the absolute best spot removal. But worlds collide mm. with some wards. I mean, I think there are some powerful warded decks out there because the damage pips are nowhere to be seen. Like this entire plague of Woey, where everything had damage pips and wards were just entirely useless. So if GR takes over, I'm actually pulling out some of my old decks again that got invalidated by a lot of the Woey stuff. Mm. Like I, I, when I play on the dev server, half more than half of the really good decks I face, I, I feel myself thinking... Oh, I wish I was playing Helena. And that was not something I feel against Woey. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I'm so glad I'm not playing Helena. And now it's like, oh my God, an Ethan's Yar, double Infernus yeah. on this. Oh, that would be juicy. Yeah. Yeah, I like the fact that it's like distinctly different from Woey. And also, like playing GR, you feel more in control. <laughs> Basically, yes. Like, uh, yes. You, you are not tokenizing your, yeah. like, your, your two board wipes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Your deck feels stable. Yeah, maybe yeah. you're in like too much control for my taste, like balance-wise. Uh, but you are, uh, yeah, you you can do so much to control like mm. how your deck operates, uh, which is kind of a nice feeling uh, coming out of mm. what we have to say. So yeah, yeah. I so like it overall. We, before we've gone on for twenty minutes now, so we're going to move on to the main program item here, but. I want to say one thing, and I think that many people agree with me, which is a little bit of like a encouragement for Ghost Galaxy. Please, in a set or two, make a back-to-basics set that plays like an updated Kota with similar but not the same sort of things. That is just a good base set for people to enter the game again like a starter set, because now we are getting set so often that we no longer, you won't kill the game if you have one bad set anymore. Make a mm. basic set with basic effects without any complicated mechanics, because we could, now you don't have to introduce any new stuff every set. Just make right. a set that has none of the new stuff and just like play cards, they do shit, have fun with the game. That's my mm. little... Uh, 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 and then I will add to that, tune down the rares. Uh, you don't have to have like super spectacular rares that just warps the game. Uh, like, um, that's the direction I think they have gone yeah. in the last um, two sets, and I don't like it at all. I think uh, like focus should be on the commons and uncommons, and rares should operate a bit more like in previous sets. So back to basics, back to that, yeah. please. Agreed. And yeah. that is a perfect segue into uh, our main program item, because we are going to talk today about card designs that we like. This was suggested by... Uh, Pack, I believe, P-A-Q. Yeah, Pack. Um, the Dan- Danish keyboard player. I think it's, it's in yeah. from Danish, Denmark, yeah. Danish land. Shout yes. out to Daneland. I will look Dane that up. I will, I will fact, you, fact check you on this, so... They have amazing pastries over there. I love it. I love when people fact check me. I'm I'm right. It's the best. Uh, (laughs) We're going to talk uh, card design. And we have chosen a couple of cards each. Uh, Some of us have chosen from old sets. Some of us have chosen mostly from the new ones. But it's card designs that we like. Uh, It might be things that contribute very unique things to the game. 
they are per, might be perfectly balanced. So in that sweet spot of sometimes really good if you make it the right decision, mm-hmm. or it's just a nice card that does a simple but elegant thing. And I know that Hydro has been preparing some thoughts, and I think we're going to go a little chronological. So Hydro, you have some old cards, isn't that right? Yes, I both have some old cards and some new cards, but maybe I should start with yeah. old cards. Uh, just uh, to confirm, PAQ is uh, from is Danish, or at least he has a Danish flag in the league document. Yes. So, um, he might be from Holland and he just realized Denmark. Yeah, could be something like that, but... Um, I think we all knew uh, that he was from Denmark from the beginning. Yeah, I, think we did, I, think we did. I just want to. He's in the Key of Frogs uh, in Copenhagen. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, okay. cards, hydro. Yes. So, uh, well, so just so I get it, the question now was just for cards I like, <laughs> or or for all of the categories. Yeah, uh, we start with cards you like. We can go. We will go around with cards we like, and then we will do cards that are have very elegant or very good design from okay. a design perspective. So, uh, so cards I like. Uh, let's go with uh, uh, an old card I like, Doctor Millie. I like a lot. Um, so it's uh, a, a logo, some common from Worlds Collide, uh, a creature that says, "Play for each creature your opponent controls in excess of you." Not counting Doctor Millie or have a card, um, and I, I really like that card because it's. Uh, I'm not going to contrast this against a card I don't like as much later, but uh, I like this card because it's a nice way to punish your opponent for getting ahead um, without completely breaking their deck, um, and it's a strong effect that might can lead to some scenarios where you play around it, and I like the fact that it's a creature, so. Some decks can really abuse it. I have played against decks that that uh, uh, they bait me into making a board, and then they play Doctor Millie, and then they assume Doctor Millie, and then they assume Doctor Millie, and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think it's a really fun design, um, and it feels really good to uh, when it looks like you're really behind. Just take a turn where you maybe reap with two creatures and play Doctor Millie, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I just end up playing with that card. And that card was introduced in AOA, was it? In Worlds Collide. Worlds AOA Collide. had a much worse version of this card, which was Master of the Theory, which was an action and required you to have an empty board for it to work. Uh, right, yes, I remember. Yeah. Right. Carl, do you have any other from the old? Does anyone of you, you have from older sets cards you like? Just favorite cards from old old sets? Uh, yeah, I, ha- I have some. Uh, like, I think my, my favorite card uh, from the earlier sets is probably Brainstem Antenna just because of the, the combo potential of it and like uh, the super high ceiling and the crazy stuff it can do and uh, the versatility of the card uh, So and Brainstem if, Antenna if it says know, yeah it's an upgrade, uh, it's a rare and it says this creature gains after you play a Mars creature, rather this creature and for the remainder of the turn it belongs to House Mars, so I mean uh, it's both good uh, in in Mars, like playing it on the Mars creature itself, like uh, a John Smith or something that can lead to crazy turns. Uh, but also you can house sheet with it, putting it on another uh, on another creature. Like my favorite play is putting it on the Khalifi Dragon I had in the deck my back. I actually had two brainstem antennas in that deck, and um, then yeah, using Khalifi Dragon like five times. One turn. That's pretty nice. That does sound pretty juicy. 
Well, one of my favorites I've seen pulled off is, is uh, Brainstem Tesmo. That's, yeah, uh, the Brainstem Tesmo is a. I think Karen has classic. a really strong uh, league deck uh, using Brainstem. I, I forget like what the combo she used, but it was like uh, once she gets there, it's it's over. It probably was Tesmo actually. One of my decks in the first season had Witch of the Eye and, and Brainstem, so I could bring back all of the Mars House if if the Witch lived for turn. So yeah, it's oh, yeah. a fun card. Nice. Um, one of my old favorite cards uh, from earlier sets. I am very vocal usually about I don't like Kota and I don't like uh, AOA much, but I do like the card Epic Quest. I've always just loved oh. Epic Quest. The whole idea about you take all the knights, they go on an epic quest, and they return later with a bunch of other sanctum cards, and you get a key for it. I don't know. It's just it's very it's flavorful. Just, it's so just, flavorful. I'm, it's yeah. so cool. I'm just an epic quest deck. It's yeah. beautiful. Uh, so that is definitely one of my favorite cards. I've never had a deck where it was super good, but every yeah. time I see it, I'm like, yes, epic quest. How many knights do I have? Come on. <laughs> How many keys have you ever made with epic quest? In a single game. I've done two. When no, I in total. Stuff. Like, I think I've made one oh. in total. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> I had one deck that was pretty good with it. I think I've made four or something total. Ever. I think I did two keys. Do you, do you purge it? When you... No. It, uh, no, it no, no. Sure. I think I did two keys in one game once when I was testing it. Okay. With, with, with this one deck. And it's got seven knights in this. Yeah. That I've got it in. Yeah, it's, yeah, good, good card, good card. I like that one. Jason, do you have any old, older cards, or are you all I think, about? I think it's most of the cards that I was thinking about for tonight's S episode. I was thinking about new ones, but my, I think my favorite card. Everyone knows my favorite card is Edo, um, Eddie Four by Four. Um, I just love the the turnaround taxing mechanic of raising the key cost and you can you know in multiples it can go crazy added archiving you can just i mean we, we've all we've talked about the game where i think it was yonder king had a key cost of 78 um up against him um it can just go crazy um i think and, that was me was that you i was playing against yes i keep why, why do i keep thinking it's yonder king um yeah but that, that yeah against. that game <laughs> um and then like dave c he has his um uh five e caruso is it caruso that's yeah. the one um which is just a beautiful beautiful deck um so i just that's... love that kind of backwards ember control um element of just raising the key cost yeah passive key cost it's also good against key sheets and so on so or most yeah of, ones that aren't free keys yeah, exactly. If you're going to let your opponent forge, you might as well tax them uh, for it if they're going to make, make them pay. Um, I, right, I like that card. It, it was kind of a statement they made in Worlds Collide with that card where they said, hey, mm. creatures now matter and uh, you have creatures yeah. that can stay on board and do something instead of just yeah. do something when they're played. Uh, and so, and E-Dice yeah. just have to sit there and if you can ward them up, they, they can stop the entire game plan. So Yeah. yeah. All right, we're moving to later sets. Uh, Hydro. Yes, I got one. Uh, one one card I wasn't sure if I liked until I played with it, uh, which is Mass Buyout, which I have come around on a lot. I like it quite a bit. Um, All right. So what do you a, like about it? Or? So it's a common, common uh, uh, Equinon card from uh, Winds of Exchange. It says, 
destroy each creature. Each player gains amber equal to half the number of creatures they controlled that were destroyed this way, rounded up. Um, and I've found it's very versatile. You can use it to burst yourself. Um, you can... I've found that uh, at least early on when when the board matters kind of more to some extent, uh, you can afford you can afford this cost. Like I, I, I can, you can usually before the first key is is made, you can afford to give your opponent three amber uh, if it removes a six creature board all of them in the same house, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think it's kind of very well balanced to make. Often it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. So it's skill testing and. Uh, uh, yeah, at first I thought it was like um, final final analysis that you are almost never play. Although I've started playing that a bit more than I did at the start, but uh, but yeah, I found it it's very nicely balanced, basically. So. Nice, Carl. Any newer cards that have really gotten like oh, when you pull one, you go like yes. I don't care if it's good; it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like um, an amazing card is uh, Jarvi, uh, which from Untamed, uh, which came in the Grim Reminders. It's a human, which free power and elusive, and then it has a very very strong reap effect. Search your deck for a card and put it in your hand. This is the card I want to find uh, with the Witch Queen, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but I don't have it yet. Um, but it also have a, have a scrap effect, which is arc have a card from your discard pile, which is also super strong. So mm. uh, overall, like super solid, uh, solid card, and um, I like the versatility of it. Uh, like you have some some quite good burst potentially in untamed as well. So it's a real decision. Like, do I play it or do I use the very strong scrap effect? Um, it can like help you. Um, retrieve something that you your opponent discarded or things like that so very very strong card and uh, uh, i like it a lot all right jason what about you what yeah i've got i've got two two that i really like here one is i just love the flavor of this um it is from grimmer minders Brobno card action called final refrain um, play, put each creature from your discard pile into play ready, then fight with them one at a time, destroy each creature, put into play this way. And I just love this because like Brick Nasty, if I'm not mistaken, is the only Brecken member still in, in Grim Reminders. And you've, the, 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 the artwork is Brick Nasty coming on for an encore and it's just a beautiful thing and i've just i've turned games with this like you set it up maybe after a winds of death um turn um getting all my creatures setting up my archives and then um i can just pull them in um if no sorry winds of death is the, the, the wrong card um i think it was boo would just kind of get a whole load of creatures into my discard pile bam clear the board um, get some fight effects, especially if you've got those fight effects that you pull off as well. Uh, it's just so much fun. Really like it. Love the love the flavor. What's what's the yeah. rarity of that card? I don't think I've. It's a rare. It's a rare. Yeah. Okay. 
yeah it's um i've got i've only got it in one uh, one of my decks yeah um my other one is a um if i can go for another one before we uh, yeah, move yeah, on go ahead. um is cauldron from untamed it's an artifact uh it's uh omni put the top card of your deck face up under cauldron if there are three cards under cauldron play them one at a time as if they're in your hand. And this is just great. As, as if being able to bring certain cards back from the discard pile more often, archiving them wasn't enough. Now you have an artifact where you can just save up. It's like a little sideboard to, to and, and you choose when you play them. Like replay Bob was great because you could, it's like another archive you had there. But now like they're face up, you know what they are and then you can just choose when you need them and when you want to play them and strategize around them. Um, such a such a good design. Really like it. I, I like it just for the card advantage. It's like an Omni, right? And you can remove a card yeah. from your it's hand. Omni, yeah, it's, 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 yep. That's on its own. Two, two uh, cold ones, even if you never do the third one, because the third one is a forced play. Like when yep. you add to the third one, it always plays them. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, but, but just removing yes. a card from your hand that return is really good. Uh, it's really good. Oh, it's not from your hand. It's from the top of your deck. No. Oh, it's from the top of your deck, right? That makes it yeah. little, okay. Then I got it. It's a bit worse, but still, still. Yeah. But still it good. is a way. Like if you put bad cards there, then you don't play them. Then mm. you get a slimmer mm. deck. Yeah. But it does move away a little bit from the haunted. You really notice it when you have a deck with two cauldrons. Mm. Then it starts becoming crazy. Mm. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, I was very my... close to putting that on my list um, as well, actually. I, I do like yeah. Cauldron, and I like the question it asked you, because as you said, it, it puts you away from um, Haunted, so it's it's not always a play in the deck I have it yeah. with, but uh, it's a good decision point. So, uh, my favorite cards, just general, Not we're not in design space yet, but I have two. One of them is actually a token. I really love fish, man. <laughs> fish token. It's I just love them, the little fellas. I love all the t- <laughs> sneaky tricks you can do because it makes me count the math. Like, okay, if I fight with this fish here, it will do damage to that one. Then I fight this one, it will kill that one. And then, like, they are one of the tokens that for me has the most choice in what you will do with them. It's not like reap until they die or reap until they die and draw a card. Like all the other tokens essentially have the, they have one best use. Fish, they're versatile, they're charming, they're intelligent. No, wait, okay. They're scattered. <laughs> <laughs> they look really goofy. Uh, yes, it's a great. It's a blowfish, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I love fish. Uh, and they explode. And especially. If you can combine them with lots of legionary trainers, which one of my best decks has, having fish just come in on mass and then suicide <laughs> against the enemy, it's just it's good. Uh, and there's that's actually... why. Sorry, that's why that deck is getting better and better and better. I've got a fish deck with legionary trainer in, and I never played it before. Yep. And it's just getting. It's gone from a seventy-five to an eighty-two in the last two months. Fish. Ah. Uh, they're taking the world by storm, and. Fish is actually tied to the other favorite card of mine. And this one might be a little bit controversial, but I really love Briar's Arch. Hmm? I think Briar's Arch is one of the most unique and interesting cards in the game. It Mm -hmm. completely changes how you play. 
It completely changes what cards are great counters. Suddenly, Tuxel Beam Buckler becomes one of the most valuable cards in your deck. Uh, ready and fight effects become amazing, and so many of the busted events that exist become non non functional. Mm. And a deck that I thought it would just be busted from the start when I saw it, and it really isn't. Most Briar's Archer decks, you play it, it gets removed fairly quickly. Mm. But the decks that can build around it, and that means it's, I don't think it's very overpowered, but it can be. And the decks that build around it are beautiful, like constructions of control, where you often have to wait for the certain taunt. You have to have ways to make sure that they're like, yeah, they have lots of small things you have. And you have to be able to spam creatures or more tokens to like pad your, your board while also reaping and gaining ember somehow. So, so I have a funny, I, funny, funny anecdote with that card. My first WoW deck had that card, and uh, I played a game on TCO where I got it out early and I kept it in play for like ten turns, and I felt really good. But he kept killing all my other creatures, right? So I still yeah, lost exactly. the game, <laughs> but yeah. I still had a lot of fun because I, I was just trying to keep the Bryosark alive for as long as possible, and I didn't really care that I lost. <laughs> yeah. so. I I actually think Bryce Rocker is poor design. Uh, I think it's too overtuned, uh, like power wise. I think it could have been uh, it would have been better designed to have it lower power. Uh, otherwise, I think it's uh, it's a really good effect for the game. But I think power, it should have lower power. Um, like uh, given how it maybe it's because my decks that I played just uh, lose instantly to it because I don't build board. And they are just um, action yeah. based. Yes. So maybe I need to find new new decks. Maybe um, that, that is one of the reasons why I like it because many of the decks that used to dominate completely were these like oh just pips and action cards. That's all you need. And suddenly. Yeah, but I still think like six powers is uh, too much. Like uh, you could have uh, had it at maybe four power. I Carl, think do you even there. lift, bro? <laughs> you need stronger, stronger creatures. Think that, that six, six is an interesting breakpoint, though, because in a set with Halifest, where the Halifest, the, the Brecon guys have five power, so many Robnog creatures have five power. Yeah. Six. Halifest doesn't do anything. Take that, Halifest. Yeah, like it's, it's something that Halifest can't immediately get rid of. I mean, also, you, have Volka, you have Valka that fights a neighbor and then one more fight and it's gone. I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not as easy. Like, it's not like why well, you still got to hit it again. You know, it's, it's, yeah. It felt like five was an interest. Five, six was, like, well, five was a break point. I think also six is a great number. It's not. Uh, it can't uh, die to because this effect doesn't turn off uh, damage pips. So I like that. Yeah, uh, I, I like that this is kind of immune to damage pips, uh, mm. and I also like that it gives poison. They, they added quite a lot of poison in that set, and it kind of feels a mm. bit useless a lot, a lot of the time. So I like that they added mm. like a nice, uh, a nice use case for poison for. for yeah, yeah. So, so but, but if you want that effect, then I I would still prefer that like three power and one armor then. Uh, or something, if you want it to be immune versus uh, the damage pips. Let's say three power and three armor, and, and that would have been a okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Three power, three oh. armor, now we're talking. I mean, just a question about your the, the angle of your opinion here. Yes. Do, you, do you own a Briar's Art deck yourself? Uh, yes. I, I own lots of Briar's Art decks. 
Yes. I mean, I just play Carl. I don't own, I think, Bryce Rock Dexter is good, but I do That is why I actually appreciate it, because I thought first that it was overpowered, but the things my deck has to do and how slow it gets in Ember Gain because the board keeps dying and so on really has made me appreciate it a lot more mm. because i think i have mm. like six or seven briarzark decks and i thought many of them were good and i realized the briarzark just sometimes it even makes their action cards better mm. because they just removed some valuable creatures for nothing instead of what they those action cards would normally mm. do i only have one yeah, deck like i'm not disputing that you will have like a lot of bad briarzark decks it's not the, a card that will make or break a deck mm. in itself but yeah. it will create some decks that are super good and that will be like uh impossible to beat for some decks yeah, and i don't really, yeah and i don't really like like cards that just uh, shuts off the opponent's decks completely i like more uh cards that maybe makes the opponent's deck worse, but still allows them to play the game. But I, I don't know, like if, if the kind of creature spam you would have to do in order to shut down an action-based deck completely, because those action-based decks often have like four action cards per turn and so on. It's really hard to keep up that kind of creature spam, even with tokens. I know, because my deck has 21 creatures and all the other cards basically make tokens, and I can still get like if I keep playing creatures, I don't make any Ember. Because I don't but, need... Yeah, but I've played games versus Bryos decks that, that can do that, and it's not fun. Like, uh, so sure, those sure. decks do, do exist. Yeah. Um, just get one uh, belligerent guard, and you're fine. He just comes in, and he goes like... Yeah, if only that was in Kota. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why you're upset. Is it, was, was this a bad experience you had in America? Uh, no, I, I didn't face it there. <laughs> All right, we we need to. I, I felt, I, like I said, I did feel the same about Genka until I got one. Just that. Uh, yeah, but I think it's more like it, cards that I do um, like as contrast to this is uh, Psionic Officer Lang, um, Candle Unit, uh, things that actually makes like you benefit from the opponent's preferred way of playing, mm. uh, but it still asks questions of your opponent and they can. They are forced to deal with it or just um, mm. do their usual stuff, and um, and you get benefit from it. I think Bryosox. Right, we're muting Carl at four to five minutes. But I think, <laughs> but it needs to be lower power. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay, thank you, Carl, for your opinion. A dissenting opinion from Carl Algernon Rirre. Yeah. Uh, now we're moving on to what Carl tried to discuss there, which is card design. Uh, cards that we, no matter what we think about them, are good for the game or uh, elegantly designed or just contribute something to the game that really changed the game for, for the better. And we will do the same order. So like the opposite so, uh, of Bryozark. Yeah, for example, in your narrow worldview, the opposite of Bryozark. Okay. Uh, Carl. <laughs> no, not Carl. He talked too much earlier. <laughs> Hydro, you go first again. Yes. So one card that I think is really good for the game and very well designed is Infernus. Uh, here you are, here you are. Uh, uh, I actually don't know. So sorry. <laughs> I <will not> <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did include it to be a bit provocative, but I think it's kind of true. Like uh, it's it really changed up the meta when it arrived. It really countered these uh, 
these uh, pip decks that I play myself uh, and a lot of people play, uh, you or at least used to play. Um, mm-hmm. um, it um, it's a fun decision point. What should you always go for your opponent's pips, or should you go for their board control? Uh, like my, I have one Inferno stick that really needs to go for their board control a lot of the time rather than the pips. Um, and um, also now that Grim Reminders is coming in and doing such busted things with with the discard pile, I think it's a really important tool to to deal with that. Um, and I also mm-hmm. like that unlike some other cards, you, most of the time your opponent still gets to play their card at least once. Like it's not like you completely removed from their deck. You remove from the deck after it has been seen. So. So uh, it's to me less tilting to have my opponent uh, purge a card I liked after I played it once compared to purging it from my hand with Inspector or or discarding it from mm-hmm. my hand with Abyssal Sight or something like that. So 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 um, yeah, A plus card, perfect design. All right, cool, uh, Jason. Okay. I'll save this discussion until later. I do have one card that I do want to discuss about card design. Uh, but we can save that discussion for later. Um, one of the cards that I do want to say now is it's from Grim Reminders. I've uh, got a lot of focus on there. It is Brobnar, and it's Memorialized the Fallen. Um, action, each player loses ember equal to the number of creatures in their discard pile. Um... Flavor text, the vow has been honored. Um, yeah, it's just beautiful. I just love this, like, first of all, it's like, you know, scaling ember control in um, Grobnar, again, after Vantum Life. Um, but this is just, like, even more. Um, it can really turn games. I was playing a, um, a solo game on, on stream, and my main deck was just about to destroy... Um, uh, a my uh, awakenings deck with the revenant in, and then suddenly memorials fallen comes out, and my name deck is struggling big time because it just lost um oh like eleven ember um before the game, and it's just such a especially decks that have to fight to gain the ember, um and it it, it, it can turn again. Uh, discard, um, especially like playing with a discard. Um, so much in the discard, you want stuff in the discard, then you've got Memorials of the Fallen to balance that card. So I think this is a great, um, great scaling Ember Control. Um, really love it. So nice. I, I haven't played with that card, but I have a concern that it can like make games last forever. But has that been your experience? It made a, a game that the, the, the game I played on stream should have been about half an hour and it ended up being about 50 minutes um, because I, I had to start again. Um, yeah, and uh, if you can archive it well enough, which many decks can, then uh, you yeah. can play it many times. Can you have multiples yeah. of this card? It's um, common, but it yep. doesn't have a limit. Common, yeah. I believe so. You can have uh, multiple. I think I have a two, but I will check right now. I've only, I've got two decks with it in, um, uh, and there's only a single one in there, so um, nope, I can't just, answer that. I can only find uh, I can I cannot find any decks with two. 
Okay, so that's okay. that makes me like it more. That, then I, okay. I mean, it's still the concern with all the recursion, but uh, yeah, yeah. But with one, I think it's fine with probably mm. with one in most things. Right. I have two cards that I think are great to sign and really good for the game. Mm. They are um, Spectral Ruth and Winds of Death. No, hey. just kidding. <laughs> Wind, uh, Winds of Death was actually one of my um, light cards that I didn't mention before. But, um... No, these cards need to die in a fire, burn them, especially Ruth. Winds of no, Winds of Death is fantastic. I love Winds of Death. Like it's such an important um, point of uh, decision point with Winds of Death, and it can mess up other combo other combos that you might have uh, and other cards you might want to do. Um, yeah. It's one of there these overtuned uh, cards that we spoke of. It's not rare, but uh, unfortunately, that's yeah, I mean, Ruth yeah. is completely. We can, I think we can all agree that Ruth is completely busted. Like that's yes. yeah, yeah. Ruth is the single worst designed card in Keyforge. Like a, a one-sided effect. The is only the criteria one? is in a, in a set that can archive everything, and the only criteria you need to have is to have already done something good, which is forge a key. And it archives your entire discard pile. Creatures, action cards, everything. It's such a poor design that uh, I thought it was a mistake when we first saw it. I'm like, no way. This is a, this just has to be a, yeah. a mess up somewhere. And they I think the, the best The best thing about it is it's uh, so rare that I haven't seen it. I haven't played it, so I haven't played it against it. Yeah. But yeah. eventually I will, and I won't like it. <laughs> Yeah. Like so when, 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 they go like when, when, you should change ecto charge to make it better, but they don't change rules okay. to be worse. <laughs> yeah, I want I want us to talk about ecto charge before the end of the episode. I want us we, to have that discussion. We, we won't have time. Uh, maybe we'll have time. But uh, cards I actually <laughs> think are are good for the day for the game. I think Ethan's jar is a great card. I think Ethan's Jar did wonderful things for the game because it was the first card that really could shut down these infinite combos and uh, just I win combinations and so on. And it's very hard to get a good deck with it, but having it is a real tool and it isn't a card that actually gives you advantage. You have to know what to target and it is a a card where you have to know what of the opponent's cards is worst for your deck. So it always involves an interesting choice. You always need to decide, do I go for their, if they have any artifact control, do I block that just to remove a card from it? Or do I take the gamble and that my card will have done its effect by the time they can remove it? Uh, I think it's really good. And it also punishes people that have those quadruples and quintuples of of really good busted cards. Uh, And that's another risk they have to, to consider. I think Ethan's Yard was a well-designed card, and uh, yeah, I agree. It enabled a control archetype that didn't exist before. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't like that card. I think it. Uh, yeah, it's the thing I don't like about uh, the thing I like about him. The furnace that you are, you can at least use your card once. I, I feel like Ethan's Yard is much more feel bad. But yeah, I mean, I don't hate it, but I, I don't think it's very good design. So. As me, as a, someone who thinks that control is an almost necessary thing in these games, and mm. control mm. needs to be mm. very limited, mm. but it almost needs to exist in order for these games to not simply be rushes to the mm. to the finish. You need to have decks that say, oh, you brought a de- deck that only had all the good cards in a very simple game plan. Well, 
my deck can stop that. So, uh, so I can kind of buy that. Like, it's not a card I like to play against, but it's a card that maybe is good that it exists in the meta. Uh, just as a, yeah, and that is why uh, I have it here. Yeah. Not uh, like I don't love the card itself, but I think it has added something very valuable to the game, and it was opening mm. up an archetype that didn't really exist mm. from a game that was already dominated by like very proactive. And it's as we have said many times in Keyforge, proactive cards will almost always win. If you force your opponent to react to what you do, hmm. you're almost always winning. Reactive cards need to wait for their moment, and then you play them. Hmm. Ita's Yar is one of the few proactive defend like control cards that exist that you use before something is done, rather than, as you said, after it has already done the damage. Hmm. And I think that opened a really interesting thing. Like It really made a non-proactive gameplay be possible. So that's why I think it was brilliant, brilliantly designed. Yep. All right, Carl, finally. Am I allowed to speak again yes, after this Briar's Rock debacle? Okay, yes. okay, good. After the uh, Briar's Rock <laughs> drama of 2024, you are allowed to speak. All right. Okay. I'm hovering over I'm gonna, the I'm going to put forth uh, a card that I can't um, pronounce. You may guess then what house it is from. Um, but it's the. <laughs> Is fist no drone? Okay, the last part is, uh, okay. and this card has one big fault and uh, some good um, things. So it's um, three power, one armor creature uh, with a play effect. Archive a card. You may purge an archived card to stun a creature, and it's one of the few like well-designed archive hate uh, cards that we have in this game. Um, the question is if it's well-designed or an accident. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably an accident. Uh, the bad thing about it is that it's rare. It would have been better at uncommon, um, I think. But uh, yeah, the fact that you can you can just uh, randomly purge a card from an opponent's um, archive means it does a lot of damage to some archetypes that have been very strong, like archiving a Genka decks, for example, combo decks. Um, that relies on uh, archiving key pieces. Uh, so I would like to see more of that. I'm not saying no drone has changed the meta or anything because it really hasn't, but it's a design avenue. I think um, the game needs to yes, and go the more into. Yes. But I really think and like, and not like, uh, I really think they didn't intend for you to be. Yeah, to... I, I think I think so too. But I like Desenia. I think it's too powerful. Mm, yeah, I agree. Um, so I, I like it to be more. This is the power level I think would be good for Archive Eight. Yeah. I mean, Desenia would have been great if it didn't give Ember. Like, if it just discarded all their, yeah. then it would still have been a strong mm. card. But the fact that it also mm. wins you the game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And this is quite like it's versatile. So Archive Card, that's a good effect in itself. And then it's a may. You may purge an archive. I, th I think it's a really nice design. Probably, as you said, um, Hydro, it's a, it's a, it's an error on their part. Like it wasn't supposed to be hmm. to affect the opponent's uh, archive, but the fact that it does um, is really good. But uh, about Dysania, just a moment here. I think that one of the good things that it actually gets you Ember is because it makes that. Is it worth archiving at all? Like it actually, because if it only discarded your cards, there's no loss in archiving. You should still just, because this at least purges, but if the Senya only discarded, then you would still archive as much as you could. And then 
just maybe different cards and then just they would have to use the yeah. Hussein and just play. Mm -hmm. I like cards that force you to say, hmm, how bad is it if they get these Ember? <laughs> or like the mass buyout, like how bad is it that I give them yeah. this Ember? And I love that part of the game, the, the decision points that make it an advanced yeah. and interesting game. Yeah. It's always a nice, interesting game when, like, yeah, it doesn't matter like which side you're on, if you're the Desenia player or the Archiving player, but it's a nice, like, back and forth, uh, do I play this now, do I hold this card, how, like, how crucial is Desenia in this matchup, is it worth me to, to shame myself holding it for the right moment, or isn't it, depending, uh, so I think it's always creates interesting, interesting games, uh, but it's a bit too overtuned. Trivia time. Do you all know what Dusenia means? Hmm. No. Nope. Some kind of memory loss, possibly? It, it means uh, problems with inability or, or difficulties with getting up from bed in the morning. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I can kind of feel uh, yeah, targeted by this card. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that we will have to save our hate cards for next time because we're running on an hour and that means you might get an episode soon again from us. Uh, yeah, I think so. Can I ask one question as a follow-up yeah. that we could possibly do with the next uh, next few episodes? I, I really want to have the ectocharge conversation um, because there's a lot of hate on ectocharge. Um, I had a woe deck with the unchanged, the, the, the first version of ectocharge, and I had a friend nearly rage quit on me and walk out. Yeah, but that's because you, you played it as if... I played it as if it was this card. Yes, I know. <laughs> we all know that. Now the card has actually changed to the version I thought it was. Yes. And this it's powerful. Like I said, I've got seven of 14 decks with this in. It's very common. But I heard an interesting comment last night. Someone said, uh, someone said they think it's necessary for the game. And going with some of the conversations that we've had tonight where like um, Infernus deals with, you know, it counters problems, it counters something, etc, etc. Like, I want to hear why people, is there anyone out there that, why is it good for the game? How can Ectocharge be good? I want to hear that from, from listeners before we have this discussion. Uh, um, listeners, okay. Yeah, yeah, from, from the listeners, that's that's why we'll, we'll end on this now. Um, but I want to hear from people listening, like, how can it be good? Play Devil's Advocate, give your actual opinion that's the good, but could Ectocharge be good, be a good card, be good for the game? Yeah. And just as a, as a hint to the to the listeners, Hydra's been shaking his head the entire time when Jason has been talking about it. I, I, I thought he had a fly around him. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm an open book. I'm not good at hiding my feelings. No, no but I, I generally think we should have more cards in the game that, that with a simple two-card combo just gives you free keys. I think that's a, that's a design space that hasn't been explored enough by, by GG. Uh, you could have, for example, if you have this card and this other card in your hand, when you start the game, you, you get two keys. Because they have done one key, yeah. but why not two keys? Um, okay, I think we should just have a card that says play, win the game. That, that would be a new twist that hasn't <laughs> been explored to, before. It needs to be two-card combo. Hello, you can't just draw a card. Yeah. It needs to be another yeah, card. You can have one card called you, and then one card called win. If you have them both in your hand, you win. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, GG, uh, pay us licensing fees for these great ideas. <laughs> uh, our listeners, don't be afraid yeah. to sending in your great arguments for why Ecto Charge is needed for the game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we. I want to hear it. We, it was a... we all love to be devil's advocate on on this pod, yeah. so so I won't begrudge anyone yeah. making. I, I that heard, I'm not going to say who I heard it from, and, unless they they're listening and they want to kind of come forward. But it's actually got a very respected part of member of the community that get mentioned this to me, um, and in the conversation. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm I'm interested to see uh, can people argue for Ectocard interesting yeah i mean if we want five minute games that one per- person wins on a coin flip then i can argue for ecto charge then it's like really great card. <laughs> yeah so we can say we can Sam, we'll save it for the next uh, it's for, all about design vision it's and i, I also think we need vision. more cards that have like the, the same uh, art the same name but different effects in different sets i think that's also yes. very very nice yeah. and <laughs> new player friendly <laughs> Yeah, in general, I think we should have more cards that like get better because one of the designers just decided that the, their card wasn't good enough and you just change it for the next set. I think that's also a design space that hasn't been explored enough. So cards that I mean, what it, what it does learn us uh, or teach us is that we need to read the card, right? Because if oh, yeah. you don't read the text, you actually you might play it wrong. So, it, so okay. yeah. is, there, is there any point even doing that that, that extra charge <laughs> episode if we've just given our opinions now? I mean, I'm no, this <laughs> is we, all of you, we and we will stop the recording service. now. We, we I, I think just... we've been very subtle. So, <laughs> <laughs> as subtle as uh, turn four extra charge free win, <laughs> or free okay. key at least. Thank you, everyone. Sign up for NKFL season twenty three starts in March. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be extra charges. Hopefully only one per lineup. <laughs> I was going to say everywhere, but it will be spooky charges. Mike makes right and all the other key sheets and Brio's arches and all have them. And you will have the pleasure of maybe playing with one of us at some point. Thank you so much for listening to the Nordic Keyboard Podcast. My name uh, is Aramis and I was the, had the pleasure of hosting these gentlemen today. With me, I had Hydrophilic Attack. The uh, captain and I'll get on the road. Stay hydrated. You son of a bitch.